Hello, I'm Janus. And I'm Tessa. Welcome to our podcast that celebrates wordiness and nerdiness and sometimes plain absurdiness. Please join us for today's episode of Your Your New New Favorite Favorite Word. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, everyone. Here we are with episode number eight. We always love it when listeners find words in the wild that we've featured on the show. This week, our good friend and listener John pointed out that the word hooch shows up in The Shooting of Dan McGrew, a classic poem by Robert Service. You'll find it in the very last stanza. These are the simple facts of the case, and I guess I ought to know. They say that the stranger was crazed with hooch, and I'm not denying it so. Thanks for pointing that out, John. For today's show, Tessa's going to take the lead. Tell us what you've got for us today. All right. Well, I wanted to start out today with a little story of some travels that we had. A few years ago, we went to Juneau, Alaska, which is a fabulous place to visit. That Highly was recommended. Did you know that it is impossible to drive to Juneau? You have to fly in or take a ferry. And there is a stretch of road there known as the Glacier Highway, that's less than 40 miles from end to end. So that's this big, long stretch of road there. And it's part of the Alaska Route 7. But in one direction, it takes you toward a place called Auk Bay, spelled A-U-K-E. And that sounds a little bit like pig Latin for what a chicken might say, (laughs) Auk Bay. (laughs) Yes. And Auk is named for an Alaskan native people, a subgroup of the Tlingit, whose name for themselves is, I'm not going to pronounce this correctly, of course, but Aquaquan, meaning small lake people. And so they lived around this area where Juno is, and Auk Bay is named for them. But when we were traveling there, we found it quite humorous to say things like, so we need to get to the ferry terminal. Well, that's awkward <laughs> to tell which direction on the Glacier Highway we needed to drive. It never got old. No. So we are quite punny. We're very interested in puns. We enjoy puns. All puns are intended, of course. <laughs> so we were thinking about the W-A-R-D portion of the word awkward, which does mean toward or in the direction of. So, and that comes from an old English suffix, weird, (laughs) W-E-A-R-D. I really like the sound of awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I think I'm going to say it that way. I'm going to start saying things like that, too. (laughs) Well, that's awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Go to weird that person. (laughs) Yes. So, but what about the awk? What are we going toward when we're being awkward? That's what I, my question was. Yeah, that's what occurs to me. I wonder... Yeah. So I looked that up, of course, and um, it comes from the mid-15th century from Old Norse. It was borrowed into English at that time. Um, And that came through Proto-Germanic to a reconstructed root in Proto-Indo-European. A-P-O is the the root, and just it means off or away. And just some interesting cousins of the word awkward that also come from this root, distant cousins, include apocalypse, apology, after, and off. 
Those are some... It's very appropriate that apologies are often awkward, right? <laughs> That's so true. And the apocalypse. I mean, what's more awkward than that? <laughs> the ultimate awkward right there, yeah. Yes. But my favorite cousin is a word that is sadly obsolete now, but I think should be reintroduced. The word eftsoons. E-F-T-S-O-O-N-S. Eftsoons. Which meant soon afterward. Wow. Isn't that the best? <laughs> so, eftsoons the apocalypse. We were required to make an apology. And it was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you were to reintroduce that word, it would be awkward. <laughs> but I love it. F soons. It sounds very poetic. I think I might write a poem including it. You should. Yeah. So the word awk itself, not with any prefix or suffix, A-W-K, at that time in the mid-15th century meant turned the wrong way or from the wrong direction. Backhanded. So there was an example of written English from 1557. It said... With an awk stroke, gave him a great wound. So talking about a battle. So a backhanded stroke, an awk stroke, came from the wrong direction or an unexpected, unexpected yeah. direction. It also could mean odd or strange. And there was a phrase that they used, to sing awk, talking about a bird singing in a strange way as an ill omen. Oh, you, interesting. Yeah, if you heard a bird singing awk, you knew that something was going to happen. So omens are quite interesting, aren't they? Um, and it could mean, in some senses, clumsy. That came a little bit later. And you can see where that meaning has kind of persisted. But they had forms of the word awky, awkly, and awkness. Awkness. <laughs> Which I also think should be reintroduced. <laughs> Excuse my awkness. My awkness. Perfect. <laughs> Like we'd probably say awkwardness now. Yes, huh? but yes. very similar. More succinct. Yes, I love it. <laughs> but that word itself, awk, has been obsolete in English since the 17th century. Awkward originally meant in an awk direction, right? In an unexpected direction, in the wrong direction from the wrong way. But our current meaning, clumsy or lacking grace, is shown since the 1520s and then um, a lot later actually the idea of awkward meaning embarrassed or ill at ease talking about a person feeling awkward um, is in the early 1700s so that was a lot later than I would have expected yeah that interesting meaning but I thought just that idea of a word where the the root and the base word itself is no longer used, but a form of that with a suffix, so awk, the word itself is obsolete, but awkward is now very, very common and still in use, but we've lost that base word. That's such an inter interesting phenomenon to me. And I was thinking about other words where that has happened. And I came up with a couple, and I wondered if you might have some more to add to the list, but one of them is indelible. Yeah, we don't say something is delible anymore, do we? No, and it's kind of Ironic, right? Delible would mean capable of being rubbed out or erased, and that's a word that is no longer found <laughs> it got rubbed in out. modern usage. It, yes, it's it was been erased. Delible. <laughs> that word was just too delible. <laughs> yeah. Impeccable, right? If we say someone is peccable, liable to sin, we would know what it means, but it would be almost in jest, right? Like playing with language. Right. You wouldn't 
expect that to have actually been a word. Yes. Indefatigable. So we don't often talk about someone being defatigable, capable of being wearied, although most of us are quite defatigable. (laughs) And that's a fun word to say and a little tricky, almost a tongue twister. But indefatigable is very common. Interesting, too, about that word, defatigable. I already said defatigable. (laughs) Like that prefix D on the front of it, almost you'd expect it to reverse the meaning, but fatigable... (laughs) to be capable of being fatigued right Hmm. yeah interesting so maybe we'll study that word in more depth in another episode it's like flammable and inflammable (laughs) mean the same thing (laughs) yes so are there any other words like that that you that come to mind for you you um maybe like listless Hmm. or ruthless (laughs) (laughs) i had a roommate that always used to joke about being full of ruth but (laughs) Maybe that really was a thing once upon a time. Yeah. Or uh, uncouth. Mm. I don't know. Do people say they're couth? I, th- I think I might have seen it written somewhere. But it, again, maybe it's more like a playful yeah. approach to language. That is fascinating. Really fascinating. So that's what I've been thinking about this week. And now I awkwardly turn over the time to you. What's your new favorite? Well, first I wanted to say, speaking of awkward, like if you were going towards Ock Bay and you were supposed to be going the other direction, then awkward would be awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Fascinating. Thank you, Tess. I love it. Yeah, we need to go back there someday. We do. Awkward. So it's the time of year when school is ending, but this is our first time having an 18-year-old who is graduating this year. And so it's got me thinking of graduation and some of the traditions around graduation and the words surrounding graduation. And, of course, the first word that comes to mind is the word graduate itself. Now, in the U.S. especially, we use that word to refer to someone getting a diploma from high school. Uh, it can also, of course, mean to getting a university degree. Those are, those are probably the first meanings people think of when they think of the word graduate. But... You think of a graduated cylinder, right? Uh, Which is used in science. It's got markings on the side to measure how much is inside of it. Mm -hmm. Those markings are gradations, Mm -hmm. which is also related to that graduate, um, that graduated cylinder. So those markings on it relate to the grade, like it's the the steps. Like it comes from the Latin root gradus, meaning step. Like gradual. Yeah, exactly. Gradual. There's a lot of surprising words that all kind of tie in there. In fact, it all comes from a proto-European, proto-Indo-European root, meaning to walk or step. Which I think is fascinating, too, because another way of saying that someone graduated is to say they walked, right? They received their (laughs) diploma. They went to the graduation exercises. That's another, why do we call it exercises? (laughs) (laughs) Right, and so they walked. Mm -hmm. which all relates back to that word graduate. Um, And it's interesting when you think of education in terms of something like a graduated cylinder, right? We're pouring knowledge into this cylinder and we're filling it up. When we reach a notch, we've reached that gradation. We've graduated Mm -hmm. to that point. And it's interesting because the word degree pops up a lot. You talk about a graduated cylinder, it's got these markings at various degrees, Mm Or like a thermometer is graduated with various degrees on it. And so when we reach a certain degree, we receive that degree, (laughs) we graduate. 
but you're not done because there's more graduations after it. And so it's interesting to think of life as we're perpetually filling the cylinder more and more full. It's an interesting analogy. Graduations. But then, of course, the thing you get when you graduate is the diploma. And this word was actually really fascinating. One of its primary meaning, actually, like if you look in the OED, definition number one is not document you receive upon finishing school. Mm -hmm. It's a state document or charter. The 1877 Encyclopedia Britannica has the following example. The Merovingian sovereigns authenticated their diplomas by the addition of their signature. (laughs) It's not meaning that the sovereigns graduated high school or college and then signed their own diplomas. (laughs) It's saying that they signed their documents or charters with their own signature. Mm -hmm. Also, interestingly, a diploma can also refer to an original document as a matter of historical investigation. And in this case, it's usually used in the plural. But the plural is not diplomas in this case. It's diplomata. Mm. So you hear things like, it contained books originally written in Hebrew and in Greek, all of them treated as their most sacred diplomata by early Christians. <laughs> so then you get like diplomacy and diplomats. That's right? exactly it. It has that same root. And it's because that diploma, meaning document, it was written across the top in Latin of these collections of international treaties. Hmm. And so it came to mean, it, it evolved from meaning a collection of state documents to, it must refer to international relations. Hmm. And so diplomacy wow. and diplomat itself is a back formation from diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that has some interesting different meanings too, right? To diplomatic, be diplomatic. Right. And it's evolved that way because the meaning of diplomatic as international relations and needing to tread carefully, right, Mm -hmm. to be diplomatic is really fascinating. But then you look at the etymology of diploma, it actually comes from Greek meaning folded double, (laughs) like di, diplomo, right? Mm. It came from these papers that were folded double that were like letters of recommendation or a letter of license or privilege that Mm -hmm. these... um, these people would carry about, presumably carried in a bag, a satchel, or a pocket. I don't know what the ancient Greeks actually had on them. But mm-hmm. but just that idea of a diploma being folded double. We don't fold our diplomas. We roll them. <laughs> Everything about that word is just misused. <laughs> and then the last word, maybe you already are familiar with the history and meaning of this word, but valedictorian. <laughs> in my mind, forever... That word was associated with the person who got the 4.0 in in high school. That person got the 4.0, they're the valedictorian. But valedictorian is the person who gives the valediction. And the valediction is the action of bidding or saying goodbye. Mm. I didn't realize that. Maybe maybe you were familiar with that. Yeah, I had heard that before. Yeah, and maybe some of our listeners are already familiar with this too. But some of you, like me, maybe it's new. comes from the Latin vale, meaning be well. Mm. It's the... uh, Command form, followed by dicere, meaning to say. So valedictorian. Be well speech. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's the get up and say, valediction is such sweet sorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, it's just fascinating. All these these words that we just take for granted around these times. There's there's more like summa cum laude and magna Mm -hmm. cum laude. And we could go into a whole bunch of these (laughs) Greek 
in Latin terms that are used around graduation, but we won't. <laughs> Not loudy enough. Not loudy enough. <laughs> <laughs> Love that joke. So on that note, we must valedict, I think. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much. That's very timely right now, graduation season. And thank you to our listeners. We appreciate those of you who have liked and shared our Facebook page, responded to posts there, subscribed to our feed, and or left reviews. Your comments, reactions, and feedback are much appreciated and help us to make the show better. Let us know. What's your new favorite word?